The story of Easter is of that wonder of the cross, of that pain and suffering. And those who saw the pain and suffering discovering that there is life, that there is joy, that there is hope. When all is lost, or at least all seems lost, hope awakens. Hope returns. Hope is alive. I guess we've seen that in uh, the news this week, in images from Paris of Notre Dame Cathedral, taking us through from that anguish of seeing the flames and seeing history being destroyed, a place of worship falling towards ruin. And then, after the fire was out, the pictures from within the cathedral of the gleaming golden cross stood there. Hope triumphant. New life promised for the future. But how often do we allow ourselves to be the pessimist? How often do we stick with that sense of loss and not get the wonder of the cross? We stay with the failure and not the joy. We sometimes forget we have a God of love, a God who cares for each of us and who wants the best for us, even ready to give his son. In our passage today, everyone had forgotten what they had been told. The women arrived at the tomb. It was early in the morning. They had prepared the spices so that they could properly embalm Jesus' body. But they get to the tomb. And the grave is empty. And they're confused and they are afraid. They had forgotten the promise of hope that had been given to them. They had forgotten the words of Jesus, what Jesus had spoken to his disciples. It's recorded in Matthew 17 that Jesus said, The Son of Man will be handed over to people who will kill him. But three days later, he will rise to life. At the time that Jesus had said that to his followers, they were filled with grief. They were focused on the word kill. They'd have that and their ears closed. They didn't hear the stuff that came afterwards. They'd got to the sad part, but not the hope. They forgot where Jesus said that the Son of Man would rise on the third day. 
And so when the third day came, and his words were true, revealed to be true, they didn't know what they were seeing. They didn't understand. How often do we focus on the wrong message and as a result become confused? How often are we worried on something rather than trusting God on the issue? Have we forgotten or perhaps even choose to ignore Jesus' words and promises? To help us, we need to remember what he says. We need to remember his teaching. Now by that I don't mean getting the Bible and memorising chapter after chapter after chapter. A few words actually. A few verses are sometimes useful to remember and can speak to us at the most challenging times. But we need to remember what Jesus has taught. Writing down bits as you read the Bible at home. Perhaps if you bring your own Bible to church and you put your notes in with it. Maybe taking notes as God speaks to you in prayer. Or keeping a prayer journal and looking back on it as prayer is answered. And of course we do have to look back at those notes and remember and recall. Because it's one thing to write something in a diary... And it's another thing to look at the diary later and remember you've got an appointment coming. It's no use putting something on the calendar if you then don't look at the calendar. In the same way, we have to read and put down what we've learned and look back at that and say this is an important message for us. The disciples, male and female, in this passage, had forgotten what Jesus had said to them. The women, we hear, were reminded, not by a note they had made, but by hearing the words again, spoken this time by two people at the tomb that we discover later were angels. They heard and they were reassured because they knew that Jesus truly was the Messiah and he really had risen from the grave. We have our own constant reminder with us. In John 14, the resurrected Jesus promises his Holy Spirit will come to us, teach us, remind us of what he has said. The Holy Spirit is a constant companion for us and we need to be open to his guidance as we read the word. 
We need to be open to the Spirit reminding us of what we already know as we share with people, as we come across situations that are, we are struggling with in our life. If we allow him to, the Spirit will speak from deep within our heart the words of joy of Jesus. Words which heal and reassure, inspire hope and bring great joy. The day of Pentecost had not yet arrived. The Holy Spirit had not yet come to Peter and the other disciples. And when they heard the women's report of good news... They were not open to the Spirit's guidance. But they scoffed. An empty tomb. Maybe the the women's story was an old wife's tale. Nothing in the tomb. Nothing in their heads, more of like. And that response is not simply, as it's sometimes put down, is because it was women who had reported it back and how women were undervalued in society. The disciples would have dismissed a testimony from men too. The disciples just aren't expecting to hear this news. They fail to comprehend it. They just can't get their mind round it. It does not make sense to them. Nothing in the tomb other than folded grave clothes. Nothing there because Jesus is alive. The women who had started the day expecting to anoint a corpse now had joy in their heart and the knowledge of the risen Christ in their head. These women who had been following Jesus for some time had seen the works of power. They'd heard the words spoken with authority. And now they become the first evangelists, the first to speak of the good news. Whoever we are, whether we're male or female, Whatever nationality, whatever our heritage, whatever our past sin, we are redeemed by Jesus. We become adopted into his father's family. Whoever we are, we can have hope. Peter perhaps thinking back to his earlier denials of Jesus, went to check for himself. And he returns amazed. Amazed, but also perplexed. He wonders to himself what had happened. The words had not yet sunk in. The visual thing before him, he could not comprehend. We often recall the story of doubting Thomas a week after Easter, how he asked to see the wounds. 
but he wasn't really that different from the rest of them. None at that time had allowed Jesus' words of what would happen to sink in. When a person tells us of something that God has done, do we believe them? Do we trust that God still does wonderful things in people's lives? Do we trust that someone who's different from us, maybe they're younger, maybe they're from a different country, whoever they are, maybe someone that we might consider less spiritual than we are, that they might actually have something of value to give us? How many of us are ready and willing to use our gifts to praise God and acknowledge what he's doing? How many of us make opportunities to encourage the expression of gifts that others may have? Do we listen? Do we reject? And what if we try to share something of God? If we are rejected when we try to tell the good news, do we just give up? Or do we persist? Do we, like the women, even though they know that they might be unbelieved, go back to others and say, this is what's happened. This is the good news of God. And they tell it in such a way that Peter awakens to the fact that there might be something in it and goes to seek it for themselves. As we share the joy of Easter, we need to continually, joyfully be telling of Jesus' victory. Even when the folk that we are talking to think it's a load of old tribe. When they can't accept that such a thing would happen. How could he rise from the grave? That doesn't make any sense. It maybe doesn't make much sense in the natural world. But God can do great things. God can do amazing things. And the Father raised the Son from death. And he lives forevermore. The women were the first witnesses to see and to hear of Jesus' resurrection. And also the first witnesses to testify that Jesus had risen. They were reminding people who should have remembered that the Son of Man would rise. We're challenged to tell not only those that are, that are outside the doors, but also we have to remind ourselves at times of who God is, how great he is, 
how amazing he is and what he has done for us. Sometimes we forget. Sometimes we become simply a group of people who gather and sing and speak words rather than people who pray and praise and delight in the glory of God. But we are people who can know the joy, the delight, the amazement of the God who can do anything. We are people who know that Jesus the King has won victory over death. So we have to delight in that. To share the good news even at the times it might be rejected. But we have to share it. As the women did to the disciples. As Mary Magdalene reportedly later did to Tiberius Caesar. You may feel too weak to do that. You may say, I'm too young or too old. I'm too weak or too frail. Nobody ever listens to me. But you have to say that God does something amazing. He has raised Jesus from the grave. Jesus, our King, is among the living, not among the dead. Remember him. And celebrate Jesus' triumph over death, by which we may enjoy eternal life.